0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in depth look at one story or narrative focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we are finishing up Tell Me Why with Chapter Three. Tell Me Why, again, developed by Don't Nod Entertainment. This is a relatively recent game. I believe it came out about two weeks ago. Um, and you can pick up the whole thing on Steam, on the Microsoft Store, and I believe on Xbox. I believe it's also yes. on Xbox. Um,
1: Xbox. You have to say, you have to walk up to your Xbox and say, Xbox, tell me why episode three, and then it'll do it for you. There's no other way to get it.
0: There's no other way to get it. That's, that's an old meme right there. That's it's from back at the beginning of the Xbox One lifespan when people were making jokes like that. I I'm still telling
1: my that. Xbox to do stuff like that,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm glad someone's getting use out of it. Duncan, are you excited to finish talking about tell me why?
1: Yeah, I, I made Dang, this, that's, that's I energy made this tweet... I no, Give me, you know, you know this 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 whole first this whole I almost said persona. This whole persona where you have to be, you know, you have to be there in like high energy and everything like that. I, you know, when I hear that, I know they're faking it.
0: Hey you man, know? I don't fake a single thing on this podcast. Every bit of energy you I bring to it, it is real.
1: So that one night you weren't faking.
0: No we <laughs> okay. I mean, don't talk about that night but no
1: okay well anyways I made this tweet th- when I released the second episode and I said mm-hmm. two down one to go <laughs> I posted the episode which I thought it was kind of fun but looking back on it I think it might have been a-, a real feeling where I'm like alright we got two of them done let's really wrap this one up here uh, yeah. and that's I think that's kind of how I felt walking into chapter three. How about you? Are you, do you feel like this was enough? How are you feeling? What's your
0: temperature on this? I I mean, I will say I am generally and genuinely very excited to talk about this game with you. I I think, you know, we've said it in every episode that like, I walk away feeling better after we talk about these games. I think they produce really interesting and engaging conversation, at least between us. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. So like, I'm excited for that. But I did I did take a little bit of that energy in there. And I wonder how much of that is, like, on us, right? Because we did, you know, we haven't played another game for this podcast since D started coming out over a month ago. So, like, we've been kind of locked into that, which I think is, you know, the the rate at which they came out was beneficial for people who were just playing the game for the sake of playing the game because you don't want a bunch of dead time in between. But, like, I did appreciate the ability to kind of step back from Life is Strange Season 2 when, like, recording-wise and be like, okay, we can do other stuff in here. We don't have to have, like, a month and a half of just this. Um, Yeah. So I think that did kind of alter how I looked at the game going into it. Um, But I I had high hopes for Chapter 3. I thought they could still pull off a really interesting story, and I thought they could still do a lot of really good stuff with it. I don't, I don't know that they did, but yeah,
1: let's uh let's 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 step into that. my let's, we're gonna do our spoiler free thoughts first, then we're gonna step through chapter three and then um just kind of give a wrap up about it. so mm-hmm. that's your schedule for today. uh so my i'll I'll say first that I landed pretty low neutral on this uh, on this game as a whole as well as chapter three. I think more neutral on the game as a whole, more bad on chapter three. Um, I kind of, I feel like I felt positive about chapter one and two because I thought going through it, I'm like, they're definitely going to be able to wrap this up in a really nice way. They're definitely going to be able to do it. And they didn't mess it up in any way, shape or form. <clears throat> it just felt like they took the safest, most knee-like necessary, most knee-jerk road there. Like, nothing within the decisions that they made for what happened surprised me or it was very predictable which is something I said last episode which again isn't always a bad thing Mm -hmm. but it still brought me feelings of going yep Uh uh-huh okay yeah got it so that's uh that's my general take on it I'll get more in depth about certain scenes that rubbed me the wrong way or ones that did work for me uh later Mm -hmm. but
0: yeah, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. I, I definitely think I landed a little more positively on the game than you did. I, I walked away from it. Uh, you know, I wasn't like, hey, this was a great experience. I'm going to recommend this to everybody. But I walked away from it feeling, you know, somewhat contented. Um, But I, I do definitely agree when you say that, you know, they didn't do anything shocking. They didn't do anything surprising, which again, is not necessarily a problem. But it did feel, it felt like a very safe story, right? It felt like it kind of had all the the edges rounded off a little bit. And I think part of that is like, the type of storytelling they were trying to do. They didn't want to go, you know, bombastic with it. You know, all of the supernatural elements they introduced kind of started to be explained away um, as the episodes went on, with the exception of, like, their voice. Uh, and I think I think they were quoted as, as, you know, talking and taking the representation of Tyler as a trans character very seriously, and they wanted to make sure they didn't fall into, like, any tropes or triggering things, which, you know, including things like people being you know incredibly offensive to tyler or dead naming him or like him being on the receiving end of serious violence as a result of his trans nature and i don't think they had to do any of that and i think that you know it's completely fine that they didn't but i think they then kind of expanded that approach to the story as a whole and made it feel like the story was just very safe as opposed to just the representation of tyler and the experiences he had and i think the game is is worse for not not being able to separate those two, I will say, is what it felt like. This could be the story they wanted to tell the whole time and there was no influence the other way. That's just how it kind of landed for me.
1: Yeah, I can't really see what else they would do with some of the things that were set up, but I guess, yeah, it It, just felt like overall there's also a lack of character and characters to it. Like, I don't know, it just, not a lot of the side characters stood out to me.
0: It felt emotionally safe. Like, I, I don't know, maybe yeah. that's, again, just yeah. me, but, like, it, these characters were going through, like, serious things and going into, like, all, you know, digging into horribly traumatic experiences And any instances. and We'll definitely talk about one of these where, like, it seems like there should have been a long-lasting effect or there should have been something serious was, like, really kind of toned down a little bit. But not even that. It was just, like, it was always sequestered. It never felt like any of these decisions or conversations or things that they were doing had any long reaching impact on their character arcs. Everybody felt like pretty much the same character as they were at the beginning of the story with no real change whatsoever. Uh, And I think most of the characters didn't have like, you know, it was a shorter story. A lot of the side characters were just introduced here and there. But like, I think back to Allison and Tyler's relationship and who they were as people like before they reconnected at the beginning of the story and where they ended, at least in my save this is not much of a difference. They're pretty much the same people, except for now they, you know, had some central mysteries of their lives resolved, and that was it. So, like, that, that was not... I, I think they had room even in th- inside of the story they were telling without changing any, like, scenes or actions or things and, and still making it a better story that felt more emotionally resonant. They just kind of didn't go for that as much.
1: Yeah. I, I think I draw biggest problem with the resolution, which we'll, we'll, we'll get into, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I don't think I could have said it better.
0: Well, then in that case, I think we should probably step into the, the specific stuff. So this is your official spoiler zone warning. We are going to be spoiling everything that happens in chapter three from this point on. So if you have not played it, now is the time to jump off if you are still hoping to. Otherwise, we're going to get into it and kind of go through scene by scene like we have with the other two. All right.
1: Thank you. Thank you for passing it off to me. No problem.
0: Do the work now. I have bequeathed (laughs) upon you the work of the hard part of the podcast, which is summarizing effectively. All right, let's get into this. Uh, So
1: the game opens up with kind of how every episode has woken up or or episode has woken up. Episode has opened up uh, where we get a scene of either or both of the characters uh doing midday or whatever sort of actions and the licensed music like this has actually been every intro well before that there was the goblins thing too uh yeah but uh this one allison is like um waking up and she's waking up from a tough fight that tyler and uh her had over if you remember, in episode two, they Tyler had wanted them to dig deeper into the memory of seeing uh, whoever was on the boat that one night. Uh, but but she she kind of said, "We're going too far. This is hurting me." Things like that. So now she's kind of recovering back at her in her room at Eddie's house, and she's she kind of trips into a surreal dream, and she's there with like the mad hunter and there are like all these pieces of paper on the ground. And it's like, you killed me. And you know, it, it's, it, it's just your typical sort of spooky dream, like walking through doors and seeing yourself as the victim of the murder on the scene. And it's, it's, I don't know. I, how did you feel about this dream? Cause I think it is, I, I will say check box one, uh, for Don't Nod, there must be a spooky yes. dream rule. Uh, the,
0: so Don't Nod always has some weird surrealist dream, usually at the eve, uh, like right before or right after some horrible harrowing emotional stuff. Um, I mean, it, I, I always kind of like it. Like, it's not as effective as it was originally, but I always kind of like it. I think they do a pretty good job with it. It's just, you know, it's a little tired in their storytelling, but I was still here for it.
1: I kind of wish it was more revealing about something that we didn't already know. Like, it was very, just kind of summarized what happened again, and reestablished feelings of, I killed her, I feel very
0: bad about it, moving on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just meant to highlight Allison's kind of heightened emotional fragility right now.
1: Right, that's a good point. Um, so... So Allison then kind of uh, wakes up from that and needs to get ready because she needs to send off the uh, the application for the apartment and get ready for a lunch date with um, – with, uh, what's her name? Oh, my God. Denise. I forgot her Thank name,
0: you. so I didn't write it down. Okay, good. <laughs> yep, with good.
1: Denise. Uh, yeah, so she's kind of ambling around the house. Um, uh, Officer – Oh my God. Officer Brown left waffles out in the kitchen. Dude, I, I was so hungry. I saw those waffles. Mm. <laughs> mm, those cornmeal waffles look good. Uh, they did look very good.
0: Waffles always look good in Don't Nod games. I'll give them that. <laughs> That's a Don't Nod staple,
1: too. <laughs> that is a Don't staple. There's always a waffle scene. Oh, God. I bet we could actually find a waffle in Every Life is Strange. I bet you All we right. could. Definitely at Fishtail Diner or Whale Tail or whatever. Yeah.
0: Hmm. um and i mean that covers before the storm and life is strange one um yeah i don't know about two though i bet did their dad make a waffles in the morning in one of those scenes almost certainly right in one of those flashbacks oh
1: yeah 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 okay yeah you have like a flashback and i think you walk into his room and he says son in the morning i'm making waffles <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then a police Fuck car topples you know. over him
0: <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's one of those surrealist dreams. Yeah. That
1: was really bad. awful. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, So a lot of this is just sort of Allison saying she doesn't feel well. And like, you know, it's it, it, it's hard. And the fight with Tyler. And you learn more about Uncle Eddie. And like, I don't but know. Important,
0: importantly, Allison is also hallucinating this entire time, right? It's not just her saying, I don't feel well. It's her seeing visions of things that didn't happen that are like seeing visions of Eddie telling her that, you know, like misportraying their relationship and saying that maybe like they're not as close as they were and seeing visions of Tyler saying that, you know, she abandoned him, even though that's not what happened, right? It, it's her securities being played out in front of her because she's just so mentally, you know torn up by this whole ordeal
1: yeah yeah good good, good. <laughs> i got
0: you. don't worry i got you,
1: you the one the who played the game and then I'll swoop in at the end to like
0: remind you of the one thing that makes me sound smart because i remembered it <laughs> um
1: so then what happens here is um tom and michael are at the door because oh this is also an important note that i just kind of feel was was just sort of laid out there and didn't really get a scene or an idea about it. She got let go from her job. Wait, did she? Yeah, if you if she says uh she why else would they be dropping her stuff off? And th- she they also say you were a good worker, but Well
2: oh
0: if it's because she's planning on moving, so she quit.
1: Uh well no, because it hmm. yeah, I guess so.
0: Maybe. That makes they more they sense. They don't make it clear. I, I, when I played through, I was just under the impression of she's not going into work today, you know? Well, and they I were think... coming by to be like, oh, you're sick? Here, we'll drop some stuff off for you or something.
1: You forgave her, though, and I didn't.
0: That is true. Because That it is was... true. I wonder if it... the scene played out differently for us then.
1: Yeah, because in mine, she was like, it's going to be- it... I think she got let go in my story. Um, hmm. <clears throat> but they don't also, really talk about it after
0: We are also glossing over the most important part of this whole scene, which is as Allison, you go into the basement to get your phone and you decide you have just enough time before lunch to make a quick gift for Denise if you choose to, which if you choose to... She will then pull out a block of wood and <laughs> whittle it into an entire little wolf head just keychain, a quick one, which cannot take the three minutes it shows it taking in the fucking game. Like, well that is Alex, not, I've got just enough time to put together a quick gift before lunch.
1: <laughs> Alex, what did you want to happen? Did you want a
0: a, 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 a three hour carving minigame? <laughs> No. They don't understand. If they going to frame it as the idea of, I've only got enough time to put together a quick gift, I didn't want her to whittle a wolf head statue. <laughs> I wanted her to be like, oh, here's this fun thing I can wrap up or something like that. Well, she's very artistic. I well, they guess. didn't want it to be a tacky gift. It could be a mixtape. People love mixtapes. She could make a mixtape in five minutes. I'm going to make sure I get you a mixtape next. I would unironically mix.
1: love that. I would love that. That actually it so sounds much. pretty cool. uh anyways so um yeah michael stops by for a little bit you talk about the tyler fight and you can choose to tell him if you think it's worth it to um to to have him go over to talk with tyler for a little bit and i said no and pretty much what he said was well, gonna do it anyways, <laughs> bye Really? Okay, because I, <laughs>
0: yeah. I laid it all bare with Michael I was like, hey, here are these, like, I'm having these hallucinations And things are really bad right now And also, yeah, go talk to Tyler if you're cool with it And the scene made a lot of sense that way The construction of it worked if you made those exact choices I have to imagine it didn't work as well if you didn't Yeah, I said, no, I don't
1: think that would be very good And he went, ah, well uh, I'll try, I'll try <laughs> You're like, why? I told you no. I don't think it would be a good idea. That's fine. I got a negative twin point for it. So, choot choot. Um. <laughs> All right. So you uh you go out to meet your uh, meet Denise. Um, thank you, Alex, for on this document just writing cop friend. I didn't remember her
0: name. <laughs> I wrote this at work. I didn't have time to look things up. Dude, that's incriminating. <laughs> See if anybody cribbit. from my work listens to this podcast, I plead the fifth. I didn't just say what I said. <laughs> um, so
1: <clears throat> there's not a lot that happens here. You, no, you there's by, really not. You pass by someone who's having a um, a conversation about the mailbox bandit and or something along those lines, mm-hmm. and then you go to sit and have Cobbler with um, – some other cop <laughs> who is just like a, didn't, just didn't a real document for this one, I just a real shitty person. Like mm-hmm. he's just he, he. There is a cool moment where you're talking to him and you can eavesdrop in on a different conversation. But if you yeah. don't have him talking while you're eavesdropping, he catches on to it. That's yeah. kind of cool. I like but that it's mechanic. Neat. It's neat, but it's useless. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, he, he he's just kind of a he's just kind of talking about Tyler and you know. Saying you're a good kid, and I don't want you to end up like him, and so Allison let
0: him drag you down and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and Allison hasn't been feeling well as we've mentioned earlier for this entire episode. So eventually, as he like reaches out to touch her, she uh, begins to have a panic attack uh, or an uh, an anxiety attack. Sorry, I'm missing the term right now. Is it, I panic, think it attack? Is a panic attack? Yeah. Okay, yeah, panic attack. Uh, and she's like, "I just need some fresh air." And you go outside and you play this game on your phone. Uh, like, like you as the player play a mini game where she pulls out her phone and she is like rapidly breathing and clearly in a really really uh, disarray state. And you just had to click the circle like when it's inside the. a thicker circle and as you do like a regulate
0: your breathing type app basically that you're playing for some reason. Yeah, and for some reason. We don't know why. I mean, I understand why it makes sense in the story. I just think the fact that they're like, hey, she's hyperventilating and having a panic attack. Here's a phone that's got a circle that's going in and out to help people who are in severe emotional distress right now. Why don't you make sure you click the button at the right time so her breathing calms down? Just fucking sucked and felt bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention that. So, yeah, this was weird. This was odd. It just it didn't sit the right way. You're totally right on that because i i don't know how else to word it other than you did cuz it it felt like they were going somewhere that made sense with the scene. It feels like they could have spent more time with us having her monologue maybe a little bit about her feelings in that moment because you know, i don't i don't know if i have like diag quote unquote diagnosable panic attacks but like when I feel like that, <clears throat> I say some mean, heinous shit, or like some like really just uh, out there things that I would never believe when I'm in a more sane state. That if they feel awful, and I feel like hearing those kind of things out of her and her talking to herself about that would have been way more effective. But uh, I think, it's nice I, to see a mini a a. a a support for it. Like, uh, here's something you can do in your life, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that they were trying to tackle the idea of like, Hey, if you're having a panic attack, here's like a coping mechanism, especially like one that works for Allison. And you know, I, you know, like, like you had mentioned, I I don't get, like, diagnosable panic attacks, it, like, frequently. Like, I haven't been diagnosed with anxiety or, or panic disorders or anything like that, but I have definitely had, like, panic attacks in my life where you, but, like, the way that it manifests for me is much more something like what Allison would do where it's like, okay, it's not that I start saying things I wouldn't normally say, it's that I, you know, cease to be able to focus on things very well and start hyperventilating and sweating and, like, controlling and focusing on regulating your breathing has helped me in the past. So, like, mm. I think it, it is one manifestation of it. I think it's just like, this is the, is this the first mini game in the whole tell me why thing that's happened so far? This episode? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, this just feels like, compared to all of the other trite minigames that they throw in here, it just feels out of place to have gamified this particular element in this particular way. Um,
1: and it, I wouldn't complain about it if it didn't take so
0: long. You have to go through while.
1: five phases of her breathing, and to be fair, the first phase is like unlistenable, like, <gasps> which I understand is what happens. But like, I have to listen to that for quite a while, <laughs> and like, I I get it at that point, you know. Um, mm. it it feels a little, um, it, it just feels a little extreme and um and and bombastic anyways uh, i'll take this last point and then i'm I'm gonna hand it off to you here is uh Mm -hmm. you after you calm down a little bit you steady your breathing you go back upstairs to eddie because you wanted to talk about talk to him either way and you uh discuss things about um uh, tyler and it, it kind of goes to an opportunity where allison can admit that she was the one who killed um who killed their mother or not. So I think mm. this is the first real big choice of this episode. Uh what did you choose?
0: I elected not to come clean about her killing her mm. mother. Um I'm assuming you did the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Based on your hmm. Hmm. No, it was more <laughs> of a hmm. Good. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I for me, you know, the, the construction of the scene when you're talking to to Eddie is, and, and also this is the last time Eddie's in the game. This is his last cameo in the whole game. Um, and he, yeah, the the way it's set up is once again that sort of, hey, he's very caring. He's watching out for you, right? With his like, you know, the the pretense for him talking to you is is wanting to talk about your panic attack and and talk about your history with having panic attacks and stuff like that. And and that's all very good, and it's you know they they build him as a very warm and welcoming person, but like at the end of the day, I was like I don't know. Well, first off, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on homicide, but I think it's not existent. So like it's still maybe not good to put people like a law enforcement officer who's your relative in that position. Um, was partly where my head was at. And the other sure. part is like, they just still they're just not gonna address the fact that he lied to you about not getting into college, huh? That still runs nope. me the wrong fucking <laughs> way and you don't have the option to be like, hey, what's up with that, huh? So I, I still was not, you know, a hundred percent team Eddie in, in this game. So I was like, you know what, I'll keep this to myself. I think it makes sense now that she's in a calmer state to like be able to reassess things and decide that Allison maybe wouldn't want to to make that decision without talking to Tyler first. So it it made sense in my mind why she wouldn't tell him.
1: Yeah. I I kind of wanted, I kind of expected that if I chose to tell him, it would significantly change my ending in some sort of way, because I feel like I was slight, I I wasn't complete suspect, but I was a little suspect that this would end in a tragic way where it's like, you know, they've been teasing, oh, the twins are going to, like, move in together and, you know what I mean? Like, have mm-hmm. a good life in Juno. I'm like, something awful and terrible might happen.
0: So I was a and little you suspect be, you would be completely well within your right to look at the track record of Dontnod Games and think it would end tragically.
1: Yeah, and and we'll get there when we get there. But this choice doesn't really – it it affects the ed- ending in a hidden way, as we learned, but it doesn't mm-hmm. feel direct. Um, no. So yeah, I think that's totally reasonable for you to pick that. I made a lot of my decisions almost at random to test the game in a way, <laughs> which is a shitty thing to do, but I don't care at this point. It's not yeah. it's not engaging enough to to get me there. Uh, but anyway, so y- you tell him, and it's a pretty good scene, and you know there, she she admits it. She tells him basically everything about that night. And he comforts her and is like, no, 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 no. What? Like very kind of, um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't great voice acting in that moment. (laughs) But the weird thing is, is that after that, he's like, well, do you feel better now? And she's like, yeah, I think I do. And he says, okay, well, you got a lot of work to do at the house. So
0: bye. (laughs) Hey, dude. Hey, dude. (laughs) that dialogue doesn't change based on which decision you made. Cause you get that still. It's just, you missed that entire middle chunk. If you tell him, no, I don't have anything to say. He immediately goes into, well, you feel better now. So it's the same either way. Yeah. That's so
1: fucked up, dude. This feels like, and this was like, I, I initially, I liked the idea of not having the, like, clearly this is a choice that will impact the story moment. Cause like, in Life is Strange, mm-hmm. one you had the uh, the, the butterfly, butterfly thing, stuff. and two you had the shattered glass effect. Um, but this, it just felt like nothing mattered, and mm-hmm. I suspected that to be bigger. And initially, I liked that because you never know what's going to be important. But it turns out nothing's really important in this
0: one. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So, and that's that's pretty reductive, but it, 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 that's it how is I felt reductive. From that but it's
0: also true to an extent right like you and i did not make the same choices and it felt like we more or less played the exact same game up until the last 15 minutes or so right like you know you some things obviously change right like you said it seemed like your allison maybe got let go because you know you you know the the version of tyler you were playing didn't forgive tessa and and that's maybe interesting but it also doesn't seem like it was uh, like enough of a change to even know that anything had changed right like yeah and and that's not necessarily a bad thing right like i like the idea of hey i don't realize that the story i'm playing is not the story that everybody else is getting but also we now know that you <laughs> got basically the exact same story and we didn't make all the same choices so it's a pretty it really, nasty trick yeah and these games thrive on the fact that they are story-based. They st- thrive on the fact that, like, they are choice-based. Um, and, you know, I think the narrative is fine. I don't think the narrative is strong enough to hold on without putting you in positions where those choices matter and have impact. And I think that that is a a, a pretty big failing by this game. If, like, that scene should have permanently altered your relationship to Eddie if you chose to tell him versus not telling him.
1: Yeah. I I feel like they did this game almost backwards and i'm gonna have some more to say by the end of it but Mm -hmm. i think that some of these bigger choices that they're making would have made more sense to make at the beginning and have that knowledge and then let it trickle down into the ending but anyways i i've got more thoughts on that later but
0: yeah and we'll we'll get there we'll get there um but let's move on we spent a while on the least interesting portion um yeah sorry
1: i had (laughs) had some i had some dirty laundry to air
0: oh yeah no, I got it. Let's uh, let's move on. So, either way, your conversation with Chief Eddie apparently ends the exact same. So, Allison um, finds a kind of a newfound determination now that she's come out on the other side of that panic attack that actually she does want to um, go find out who her father is and, and kind of reconnect with Tyler. That decision is weird, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel fully... Like, I don't buy it fully <laughs> that she just had this... Cha- like, she had this horrible panic attack, and then all of a sudden was like, actually, you know what? I do want to know everything about my life now that it's been destroying me, but what It makes
1: sense that she wants to help Tyler, but it doesn't make sense that she says, all right, it's dad time now. <laughs> you know, it doesn't... Yeah. She's pretty reserved about that.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway, she um. so she has a hunch, a hunch that you are led as a player and as a active participant in the storytelling here to... to the game wants you to believe that Sam might be your father, which is so obviously a red herring that it, there's, it's almost not even worth talking about. But
1: What are you talking about, Alex? There's so many good clues. Okay? There's so many he's good clues. He's fond of her. Uh-huh. He's a little creepy.
0: He um, has keys to your house.
1: He has keys to your house. There's a letter. Um, mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a bear in the story, and we all know bears are sexy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Tessa says something in season two about, or episode two about uh, just ask what happened to Sam. But it's a lot of like, it's he way gives you fish. too, he gives you fish. It's way too heavy handed. Like from the second <laughs> yeah. Allison's like, I should go. It's like, no, you don't need to, we all know it's Tom. You don't need to do this. Um, yeah. But you know, she goes to where Sam works or maybe lives. I don't really lives. know. I think lives, it's works. both. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so yep, she goes to true. like this, um, this workshop on a dock um, and again, I think every scene where you're walking outside and you get like a nice view of like the, you know, Alaskan wilderness off in the distance is gorgeous. So that was nice. Beautiful nice scene. break. Beautiful. Um, scene. But you go in and and find Sam working on a like an engine for a boat that he is trying to fix up for a family member. Um, and he's like a little drunk and a little out of it. Um, so basically, you know, you walk in there and are you know, Allison's a little reticent to ask him the direct question, so she. You know, kind of beats around the bush and, and asks him some some general, hey, you know, how are you doing? Can I help you with anything? What are you up to? That sort of, you know, basic things you ask when you're trying to kill time, which leads to just some fun mini games where Sam is like, go get me the rust remover and you bring him a can. And he's like, oh, not that one, honey. It's a red can. And I was like, Sam, just, uh, just don't. Stop. This sucks. This whole yeah. thing sucks. Um, yeah. But eventually she hands him something and very, you know, asks him point blank, hey, are you my father? And, you know, he's taken aback, and she kind of repeats the question uh, before Sam tells you to, like, follow him. He's got something to to show you when you go upstairs to where he lives. Uh, and, you know, he he talks about how, you know, Marianne was a hell of a woman, and she would never be interested in somebody like him. Um, and also that if he was your father, like, you know, he might not be the best dude. He might not be, you know, the perfect guy, but he's not a coward. He wouldn't have run away from raising, you know, you, uh, Allison and Tyler. So he's not, but he shows you a bunch of pictures of like his relationship with your mother you know and like how close they were and how much he he's was a special you know, woman, yeah, how much he was very obviously super in love with your mother um uh throughout all of that, you do find in one of these pictures, um as Sam is getting slowly more and more drunk, you find a um a picture that shows the building of the garage uh, uh, where you see Sam kind of setting up a ladder ready to go into the attic of your garage, which you didn't know existed. Um, and then, you know, that kind of sets off a clue for Allison that, oh, maybe we should go in there. You know, I'll I'll go back to, to find Tyler and we'll go figure out if there's a clue to, to what we need in there. Um, and then Sam, you know, basically passes out and, and, you know, you spend a little more time talking about him and how... Distraught he is, and you really get to the depths of how torn up Sam was at the death of your mother, and how much he had like how much stock he had put into his relationship with her. Um, I don't think they were ever actually dating, but you know, like I said, a very unrequited love type situation. But they were very close. Um, and you know, it's a a relatively good scene for Sam, I think, where you know, it you get to see how much everything has broken him to some extent, and how. You know, how barely held together his life is at the, you know, ha- like like you and Tyler haunted by the specter of his past. Um, and I think that's, they do a good job with that. What they don't do a good job with, which I have to bring up here, is um, if you're playing this game on the Windows Store, and I have to assume on Xbox as well, They don't do a good job with naming their stupid fucking achievement pop-ups that come at the most emotional scenes. Like when Sam finally reveals that he's not your father and you get an achievement pop-up with the fucking, like, bing noise that you get when an achievement (laughs) pop-up comes up that is titled, Are You My Daddy? Which, hey, kind of takes the kick out of the uh, emotional swell that was going on in the scene right now. And that's not the only time in this game that that happens. It's so playful. I love it. Ba-ding! Are you my daddy? <laughs> you look at a passed-out broken man on a couch in the fucking attic of a shed. It's just... Why? Hey, don't what? nod. How about you don't have Microsoft achievements for your story-based game that interrupt the entire thing? I just How do you like this one?
1: How do you like this one? Make peace with Marianne at the cemetery from chapter two.
0: Ba-ding! Rest in peace, Rip. <laughs> Kawaii. <laughs> Ba-ding. It's why would they do that? <laughs> why are they all puns? Why are they all jokes? I I
1: I don't know. I I don't. Why does it need to have an audio either? I I, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Um, yeah. I I don't think we could ramble on for this much longer. I have a couple things to say about the scene though. Yeah. I think. The way – Sam was obviously probably drinking before, but he – when you're done looking at the pictures, he just kind of, like, grabs an unknown bottle and just starts chugging in the most, like, cartoon. Like, if I was eight and someone was like, act like you're drunk, I would, like, (laughs) kick the bottle back, like, 97 degrees and then drink it all the way go glug 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 and he <laughs> does got, it like that and it's just
0: sorry go ahead i'd say i got the impression that the the you were supposed to walk away from it thinking that bottle was mostly empty and that's why he was doing that but uh, it's hard to tell because the i see there nothing ever comes out of any bottles in these games even if but, they're supposed to and it's just don't show the close-up of him drinking but yeah i i totally even if get it.
1: they it's, do even if that bottle was empty he like Passes out in near minutes past this, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like I would. I would think there's something in there, um and I do like the looking back and uh, learning more about of character because I think what you said earlier about you know like the twins, you, them coming in is a lot of the similar of what they come out with, and mm-hmm. I think Sam is one of those characters that. I learned more about and learned to accept a little bit more as I Mm -hmm. came out, which is diff, which is not the same for like Tess or Tom, I guess, but, um, kind of, but we'll get there anyways. Yeah. So I think this, this scene was handled pretty well. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It it was overall a generally a a pretty good scene. One of the better scenes in, in this episode, I think, um,
1: And wouldn't you know, I fucking called it, dude. I didn't, you know what? It wasn't in the house, to be fair, but I knew there was a secret space.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes total sense. Of course there would be. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. You were right. You were right. Um, But before we get to that secret space, there's another scene. Um, We then kind of jump perspective and go from following Allison to following Tyler. Um, and we are with Tyler, who is on the docks, trying to again, trying to visualize the memory of who his father was on those docks by himself, which he is, you know, largely unable to do, and kind of pushing himself to his limits. Um, and Michael shows up, uh, and at least in my game, at the behest of Allison. I guess your game, despite <laughs> Allison's wishes, which kind of tinges this whole scene a little bit differently. Um, Don't tell but Allison Mike- I'm here. <laughs> Michael shows up, and you know he's there to try and you know, make, make good between you and Allison and check up on you and make sure everything's good. Um, at which point you decide like, Hey, you seem pretty out. Like Michael decides, Hey Tyler, you seem pretty out of it. I know what'll, what'll help is we're going to go ice fishing out on this lake here. Let's do it before, you know, we all move and won't have the opportunity to do this anymore. Um, so Tyler and Michael go out onto the lake and, and drill a hole in there and begin ice fishing. Um, I really thought this was going to be the moment when the game got tragic, only because if you talk to the lady in the cemetery in Chapter 2, she talks about how her husband died in an ice fishing, ice fishing oh, accident, God. and I was like, oh, no, man, that's some serious, oh, no, it's going to get so bad. But it doesn't. It doesn't, and it won't. What if, <laughs> Don't what worry if, about it. What if Michael just
1: fell in, like, a six-frame animation into the ice? That's water. what I never saw no again. shit
0: expected to happen is Michael would fall into the ice and like maybe you would he would die I wasn't sure but <laughs> I was like well insane. Th- That's
1: insane. I not looked, gonna I know.
0: I know, but I was like it's foreshadowing and they won't kill Tyler because they obviously won't because that's not what the story is. But yeah. Michael is the only character I have an emotional attachment to that's not one of the twins. They might kill him in an ice fishing accident because you and I made jokes on a podcast about it the week before. So maybe <laughs> it's punishment. Sure. Sure. Um, but you're, the, the whole scene is essentially um, Tyler and Michael you know, connecting a little bit, talking and, and trying to build up a little bit of a rapport, talking about their past romantic lives, talking about kind of who they are and, and what they've you know been through to to get to where they are today um so that eventually Tyler will begin opening up you do have the option here to kind of more officially um like make a move on Michael if you're interested in that um or or not obviously um not a lot happens in the scene but I do think there's some good character building in terms of like Michael trying to explain and, and open up Tyler's eyes to how he was maybe pushing Allison a little bit too far um, and, and Tyler kind of coming to realize that he's maybe a little bit, he's been focused a little too much on himself and not really acclimated to the idea that he is no longer in an environment where that's the only thing that has come to matter. Um, I, I, I like the Tyler and Michael relationship. I'm, I decided to make a move on Michael. That was kind of where I had set it up last time. Um, I think that relationship is it's fine. I like Michael well enough. Did you, did you do that or did you choose to, to not
1: again testing the game's limits I said uh-uh. uh uh I'm still trying to figure things out which I felt like was more of like a pending thing where it's you know maybe but yeah I've literally only hung out with you for two days and maybe two hours uh accumulatively across everything so mm-hmm. i uh I, I made that move um and to backtrack a little bit I think this ice fishing scene is good for all the things you said but I couldn't <laughs> it does the it does the don't nod thing where you're in the game part, so they decide to let you have free reign of the camera when nothing's mm-hmm. happening, and it just there's well, no way you can't rapidly move your mouse
0: around. <laughs> yeah, I did that a couple of times. That's true. I absolutely did that and thought about the fact that they shouldn't let me do this. But but it's not that nothing's happening, Duncan, because they introduce a little ice fishing mini game in there for you to have yeah. fun with which is yeah. just not great. <laughs> it's
1: not good. And, like, you catch so many fish. You catch three fish. I don't know. I've never gone fishing, so I can't say. But I feel like that's a lot of fish for the short amount of time they were out there. It does It does feel like a lot
0: of fish. But anyways, I've never I'm not going to complain fishing. about that.
1: I'm not going to complain about that. What I am going to complain about is that there's nothing to look at. Like, they let you have free reign of the camera, but you're both just, and I get, that's what fishing is. You're both just sitting there. But they're not very expressive. They, uh, uh, Michael, or I mean, Tyler sort of has this pose where his, like, hands are just floating above his knees. And I'm like, if you're going to sell me this scene, at least get the pose right, dude. Like, it just, none, nothing looks right. It or Michael has that pose, excuse me. It's just, everything feels stilted, and I think... The topics they breached were good to establish a relationship. But at the end, you know, I, I will make this assumption because it's going to be the kind of the same syn- scene syndrome, but redacted is I got a scene where they were like, wow, look at that. Um, You know, look at the sunset. It's beautiful. And they kind of like move closer. And I'm guessing that you got
0: like a kiss or something. Yeah, maybe? It, same. They do the same thing and then move closer and then kiss. Kind of, like, kiss as the camera, like, pulls out and fades away.
1: Yeah, they just subtracted that kiss, and, like, it just feels weird because he he didn't seem hurt by me saying, you know, I still need to figure things out. But you could definitely tell that it was a little bit more uncomfortable in that moment, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just didn't feel like a let's move closer and watch the sunset together kind of moment. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... The dialogue
1: reflected it well, but... Yeah, I go was going to
0: say, yeah, the dialogue, I think, sells it a little bit with both of them talking about how they've never really had much of any romantic experience before. So they were both kind of like new to this idea of potentially being vulnerable and romantic with people. So I think I can buy a little more of the like awkwardness of the scene because I think it's supposed to be built into the characters a little bit. Um, yeah, But I, I do agree that it just it didn't. It didn't fully sell me on it. And any time they give you free reign of the camera and you can look directly into characters' faces when they're talking is like, <laughs> ah, it's just, it's, it's not good. I'm glad I have subtitles on, so I just inherently read them and don't look at what the mouth is doing because it's never right. It's <laughs> never
1: right. Yeah, and, and they're, they pretty much say, we could play cameraman, but you do it. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, we don't want I to... I
0: like when the game gives you free reign of the camera to be like... Look at what you think is important, but you're yeah. right. There was nothing to look at. Like there was a cool vista that was pretty much always in sight, no matter what. So it didn't really matter what angle you were looking at it with. It, it there was there was no yeah. value
1: to it really. All right, we should move on. Let's uh, move on. Let's move you on. To, Let's, um, do you want me to, do
0: it or should you? I can I can do this one, or you can. Whatever whatever you prefer.
1: Okay. So after your scene with Michael, you kind of uh he's got to head out and. You, you know, it's a good time. Allison comes back around and is like, oh, I'm glad you two had fun, even though I told him not to go there. So I feel like I should be more shocked or <laughs> upset. But you know what? I'll give it a, a markdown. Allison's had a long day. Uh, she admitted that she murdered her mom to her, 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 her adopted dad. So, you know, I, I get it. It's been a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he heads out for the day and... Allison says, okay, you know what? I'm ready, Tyler. Let's let's figure this out. Um, there's something you have to know. Uh, that there is actually an attic inside of the garage. Um, so they decide that it is time to look inside of that that uh that attic. So Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, oh. I don't oh. fucking buy that they never saw the fucking attic in the garage. I don't think I've ever been <laughs> in a garage more than three times and not looked at the ceiling enough to see if there was a fucking attic in the flat ceiling. Like, there's a drawstring. <laughs> it's so obvious.
1: Well, the drawstring. The, the the way to open up the attic is behind a,
0: a board, though. Yes. I, I would buy, I don't know how to open the attic. I don't buy, I didn't know it existed. That's fair. I, I don't think they necessarily
1: – well, yeah, they do kind of say they didn't know. I, I like the – I would love it if if Sam was like, oh, here's a picture of the uh of the old barn. And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. There's an attic. And they never said anything or checked <laughs> ever. That would be great.
0: I would um, love it if she was like, there was an attic in the old barn. And Sam's like, yeah, that's where your mom built the last puzzle for you guys, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I a just really assumed cool you guys puzzle. checked there early. <laughs>
1: Sometimes I get bored and solve it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> give me a ring on my cell phone if you get confused i'll give you a couple hints
1: i built it so i know all the tricks there is a cheat button but that's that's pretty nasty you do have to know all your mom's mom's cool tricks and twists uh but if you do need it's it gonna, gonna i'm be your game panels. shark
0: you only have to solve three of them
1: Oh, God. If you want, I I took pictures of the notes.
0: I'll send them to you if you don't want to solve the puzzle. I get it. I get it. You you guys are busy. You got a lot going on. After every puzzle, you're going to see a bunch of important trinkets, but you should know sometimes I just threw my old beer cans in there and stuff, and I was done with them so you can ignore them.
1: (laughs) I was really drunk. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, let's let's move on. So, (laughs) sorry, that was really good. Um,. (laughs) So, you uh, you find a ladder, you get up there, and this is a cool looking area. I yes, like the aesthetics. Cool. This is clearly where they put the budget. There mm-hmm. are, it's this kind of beautiful set up fantasy attic with all these vignettes of different, um, uh, same aesthetic as the Book of Goblins. So very fairy tale, uh, cartoony sort of uh, panels with different puzzles on them and it looks like a cool escape room and there is a center chest with a uh, a three you know little uh, a combination lock on it and as if to say no 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 don't you go looking anywhere don't you go exploring This is where you are now. Allison goes, I think this is where we need to start without you looking at anything. And like, I hate that so much. Just let me look around a little bit. Then hold my hand.
0: I will say, yeah, I didn't realize that, but also the game does hold your hand and direct you enough that, like, you know, I I made a joke in the voice of Sam that there's seven panels, but you only have to solve three. But there are smaller panels next to each of these huge panels that are, like, you know, the actual puzzle panels about your mom's life, and I didn't really look at them because I didn't need to, and I just felt like the scene drawing me forward. So I do wish that you had maybe gotten a little time to look around before that prompt was given to you.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's a minor nitpick, but it they they just do these kind of like inconsiderable hand-holding things a lot. But anyways, to to divert too much from the actual scene itself, um, <laughs> there are these puzzles where the, mo- pretty much all of them interact with the Book of Goblins or prior knowledge of the characters and the animals that they represent. Uh, but you learn as you go through more facts about your mother's life. Um, you learn that her mom was... maybe both of her parents but more specifically her mom who is referred to as the gold queen or something along those lines something like that yeah yeah um wanted her to be a um engineer and wanted her to like you know uh be successful and things like that but she Mm. had gotten pregnant um in in between that time of like high school college i think um by by someone who um who kind of almost immediately broke up with her around that time, I guess. Um the timeline's a little bit unclear for me, but that's, that's yeah, what I it's all it told
0: as. in that very storybook way where it's like, oh, th- this queen did that and then the princess ran away. So you know, but I, I think you're right, yeah. She you know, her mom also she was rich. I guess their family was rich. Um but yeah then then Maryad gets pregnant and and runs away to Alaska and kind of like tries to pursue art and stuff like that but yeah the 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 father mm-hmm. for the the child was basically never in the picture
1: yeah and um so then she moves away goes to Dellas crossing and you don't learn much about her pregnancy at this point it's it's kind of like then mm-hmm. blank uh so you move on you learn that the um that she had also gone to some sort of um what what is it called? It was like, not a camp. It was a, a congregation a of sorts, a commune. Thank you. Um, uh, she, she had gone to commune, made some friends. Uh, your characters is surprised by how social of a butterfly she was at that commune, or maybe how happy she possibly was. Uh, but regardless, she came to Dallas crossing. Um, there's a, l- and, and by the way, these are all told with little knickknacks and letters and things like that. Uh, yeah. but one of the last ones is a letter from her dad explaining how, um, you know, hey, your mom passed away. I, we haven't been talking. I thought you should know. And he kind of guilt her about not being there and how, like, it's literally just me and pans of, you know, pre made dinners and nothing. No one's mm. here. It's just me. And, um, she probably didn't respond from that point, too, which is, yeah, which is interesting. Um, so, After you solve, we'll talk about this scene as a whole in a little bit... After I get to the final reveal here. Um, But you notice that all of the doors had uh, letters on them with colors. That's what the combination lock is. So you just find the right color, match it to the letter... And you have the combination lock is Leo. And you open it up and learn that your mom... That pregnancy that was referenced earlier... Um, happened and her son did not make it um, whose name was Leo and you find a picture of in your backyard where he was buried and that is sort of the like big reveal in the attic and that's where you learn you know what set Mary you know what what was Marianne's sort of bigger secret with her life you know and it's not just leo it's like everything and learning about mm-hmm. her um so the twins sort of feel like they learned a lot more about her but not as much that night um the side things that alex mentioned the side four ones they don't provide a ton of information Uh i, yeah. I did them all uh but yeah that was that's basically that scene i think this is kind of the the biggest scene out of all of them. Um, how did you feel about this one? Did you enjoy the puzzles? What's the?
0: Yeah, what I mean, I, I generally was extremely high on the scene. I think this is the best part of the game. I think the scene is probably the best scene in the whole three episodes. Um, like Again, like you'd said that the, the actual construction of the room is beautiful. The like large wall sized, you know, puzzle tableaus that you're solving by moving around. These pieces are really interesting Um, you know, and you can kind of, like, a lot of the previous puzzles were reliant on you reading through the book of, like, a specific story in the Book of Goblins and then picking out, like, really specific stuff. Um this one these ones are not really that. it's a lot more of like you know the first one is just like a spot the differences puzzle basically um mm-hmm. and then the the ones after that you don't need to rely on the Book of goblins. you can just sort of line up, you know, hey, this is the path she took from the castle, which is probably her home to like these different things, and you know then these were the people in her life and and what they you know what was important to them and and what her relationship was with them, and I think all of that was really interesting um and I do think the the emotional um payoff for all of this and like getting a lot of background about your mom's life and why she struggled and why she was so isolated and then why um like what was the the catalyst for her, you know, I, I guess for for lack of a better term, like the mental instability that is shown at the beginning of this this like game, why the idea that, you know, somebody calling social services on her would set her off in the like specific way that it did. I think all of that does pay off really well. Um, So I think this was probably the high point for for the whole game for me, this whole scene.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Just learning more and thinking about the past things she did. And I think that it could have used a little bit more twin commentary about her because they kind of just they don't say a ton other than just the very like base obvious thing. So Mm. like when you learn that your mom died, that her mom died, you're like, wow. Her mom died, but they don't really go too much deeper into that. I think it would have been interesting to
0: hear a little bit about that, but yeah, you can't get, get some good commentary when they're talking about like, should we reach out to our grandfather um, and then like referencing the tone of the letter and how they don't want that in their lives and stuff like that. But yeah, largely you don't get yeah. much of that. They also do that thing that I totally and completely understand, but don't like where like... There are clearly two people in the room. I have played both of those characters, but I am currently playing one of them. So they will be the only one doing any puzzle solving, and the other one will just stand <laughs> by going, hmm. And, like, that's Dude, not,
1: that's, you know, it's a little that's, weird. That's, That's fucking me in an escape
0: room, dude. I'm
1: just kind of (laughs) like, hmm. This is a hard puzzle you're solving, huh? I've done an escape room with you. You did fine. Wow, dude. You know what? You're just breaking the comedy barrier, you know? I'm trying to make a relatable (laughs) meme, like, lay me
0: when I'm in an escape room puzzle. All right, fine. I did an escape room with you. You did markedly worse than everybody else. Is that better? (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel better about yourself
2: now, Duncan?
0: (laughs) yeah um I, I
2: go back and
1: <laughs> i go back and forth whether i would have liked these puzzles to be a little bit more difficult because they were what i would define as like i spy baby puzzles but <laughs> i i like them i i like them enough because the theming and wrapping around them is nice yeah but i think it would have been cool to spend a little bit more time like you know maybe they connected a little bit or something like that but i, I get it
0: i get it i'm okay with i it. think yeah, I think they were worried about losing some players because the actual, like, story drive is maybe not enough to get you through a frustrating puzzle. But you have two people there. One person could figure it out. You know, I don't know. I I don't know, I, I don't know if this was—you always had the option to click on the other twin. I don't know if it was, like, if you did, it would have given you a hint or something, but— It does. It does. Because okay. I didn't understand
1: what the, like, uh, there's the roadmap, and then there was, like, a berries and leaves, so I'm like, what? What does this mean? So you can click yeah. on her, and she says, it, "Yeah." You ask her.
0: So you eventually you decide to leave the attic and and kind of go down with that newfound information back out to the docks. Allison is you know kind of steeled herself to to go through the process, and um, they get down to the docks where they were at the end of chapter two, and really really focus in to see the image of who they remember seeing that night, and it is lo and behold, none <gasps> other. No than Tom Vecchi. No! Who could have seen this coming? It was one of the two men (laughs) that are in the story that are not already a blood relative of yours. (laughs) Crazy. How could it be? Um, And the voice (sighs) sounded
1: exactly like him in the flashback. I I don't know how they didn't know it by chapter two. That's why I'm saying this episode should have been episode two.
0: It would have right. made episode three so much more interesting. Well, you mean that the, the, this reveal should have been an episode two?
1: Yeah. Yeah, And then probably. all the stuff with, like, the police station maybe should have been, like, figuring out what to do with Tom. Because I'm skipping ahead a little bit in the story summary yeah. here, but when they figure this out, they're like, okay, we need to call Tom and get him here right now. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you're going to call a, 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 a sketchy political figure, you know,
0: okay wanna be it is a
1: wanna be political figure that apparently likes to show up in full black hooded robes and catch <laughs> and and commit arson okay. and 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 also is like like fucked around with your mom not like and like you know what i mean like like kind of gave her I, the I runaround. around
0: pretty much every sense of the word actually
1: yeah and like you're like okay let's call this man and get him to the house alone with us yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So I wish I would have seen some planning on this. You know, I, I uh, the the follow up doesn't make any sense to me.
0: But, you know, heightened emotional state and it's two adults. So they probably feel pretty safe. And, you know, it's a small town, but I don't know. It, call, I, Sam. call Sam. Get Sam to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is definitely still passed out by this point in the story. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh, Sam dreaming about that puzzle. <laughs> so, yeah, as Duncan alluded to, um the twins are surprisingly shocked by this and then decide that they need to to get answers from Tom. Uh so, you know, Tom shows up a little bit later in the night, uh and kind of, you know, you the the twins address him and try to, you know, say, "Hey, we know you're our father," and he you know, basically begs them to keep it on the down low because he doesn't want Tessa and everybody to know, which the twins inform him, hey, Tessa already knows. Um, and then they, you know, basically accuse him of, like, you know, what did what did you see in our mom? Like, were you just, you know, fucking around with her? And he explains, you know, basically that you're, he's got a really, really creepy line where he says, your mother was a very pretty woman. And I was like, yo, you <laughs> suck so much, Tom. Um, yeah. And then he explains that kind of he saw in her the life that he wanted for himself, right? Like, you know, she's like she well, had traveled been everywhere and she traveled and she's exciting. And that's the type of life I expected I would have. Um, and then I think he got, you know, drawn up in that and then, you know, got her pregnant and kind of the relationship ended. Uh, and then, you know, he again, you you saw the scene in, in chapter two where he shows up and she threatens that if he ever shows up there again, she would kill him, Um, you know, because he threatens to go public with the fact that, um or, you know, it, he, she says, hey, you need to be giving me money. And he th- says he won't and threatens that he would tell the courts that, you know, they're his kids and he would get custody of them. Uh, and then that's where you get the iconic scene that she says to, she'll kill him. Uh, and then, you know, basically Tom comes back and says, hey, you know, you can't go public with the information about this, you know, partially because, again, he doesn't, I guess, still maybe thinks Tessa doesn't know, um, but he doesn't want this to ruin his mayoral campaign. He doesn't want this to ruin his life. He doesn't want everybody to know that he just abandoned, you know, children that he had. Um, And then basically says, if you do that, I'll tell everybody what I know, and then gives his version of what happened that night where he had, you know, was threatened and then came back later to check on Marianne because he you know, thought that she was maybe frazzled and was going to to do something drastic uh, and he wanted to check on her, where he saw her loading the gun and then kind of got scared and ran away, um, wherein he saw the scene play out, you know, where she died, and his version of the events is that Marianne had never threatened to kill Tyler and she was walking up there saying that she didn't plan on hurting him when he then saw... Um, Allison run up and, and stab her in the back and kill her um, so he says you know he knows Allison killed her that it wasn't in self defense and that if she goes you know the twins go public with the fact that he's their father that he will then tell everybody about that and that there's a uh, a whole lot Allison has a whole lot more to lose than than he does because you know she killed her mom and it wasn't in self defense and you know everybody knowing that would be uh, understandably pretty bad um, so they the twins kick him out and then they go to the docks to essentially remember that night where there is, again, this, this part of the scene I really like. There's, you know, the two different versions of it playing out and Allison and Tyler have kind of a back and forth about which one they think is real. And Allison continues to have, like, issues um, with not necessarily knowing what she believes but being, you know, understandably distraught that she thinks she may have killed her mom not in self-defense and not to protect Tyler um, and then you are, you know, Tyler basically says, hey, you know, it kind of doesn't matter. Like, when you decide something is true, that's sort of it. So you have to decide now which of these ones were true. We'll never know the truth, right? He, Tom might just be fucking with us, or we might be remembering things incorrectly. We don't know, and we'll never know because there's no way to be sure. So decide which one of these is the correct version of the events that happened that night, and then you get to make the choice of whether or not the the version of events you'll believe is that Marianne was threatening Tyler or that Marianne was not threatening Tyler, um, and that's kind of the the final choice of the game. So what did what did you go with, Duncan?
1: I went with Tom's version. Okay, I went with Tom's version because it seems like the truth, right? I mean, the ta- uh, your mom, A, clearly, if we go back to, like, the original moment, if she was going to kill Tyler over a haircut, it just doesn't make any sense for the evidence we've seen. She was clearly a little bit off. You know, she was, uh, uh, but but she clearly cared about them and did things to take care of them. And I, and she was not hallucinating these like anything. I just, I, I think she. It makes the most sense that she was going to commit suicide because of all, almost all of the things that we've seen, and you know what was going on in her life, and it got interrupted, and she, you know, it just makes so much more sense. Like, I, I the, the, I'm going to kill you because I know. Your trans just doesn't track with me very
0: well, so I will say because so you and I made the opposite choice here. Um, and I will say the the version of events that leads up to the decision I made um or the way that it's rationalized is not you had a haircut and you were trans, um and they you know, they talk about what they think happened on the dock afterwards, based on which choice. as, as you kind of alluded to, they talk about she was going to kill herself. Um, and, and my version where I choose the one where she threatened Tyler, it was not, you know, I, she couldn't deal with the fact that Tyler was trans. It was the, like, that was the initial thing they thought, but what they came to was the idea that she was so frazzled by the idea of losing more of her children that she couldn't handle that. And she said, you know, it was basically in the mindset of like, well, they're not going to take my children away from me. I'm going to keep them with me forever. So she was going to kill her children and herself. And like, that was going to happen. Mm. So that is kind of the the rationale, I guess. I, I 100% agree it with you, That I think sense. the one that you went for feels like the correct version, though. Like, that feels like what actually happened. Yeah. I think the choice I made was not that I think the version the twins remember is more likely. It was more that I think the version, like, it, it's what I think is narratively interesting for them to decide, hey... We're just going to agree that this is what happened because it's the only way we can live with ourselves.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what makes this decision so much more interesting. It's not what's the truth and what's not, you know, what's real and what's not real, which is part of the truth, but I think it's less. I think it's more about when you face trauma, when you face something difficult that happened in your life, your perspective of what happened in that moment is shaped by how you felt about it and what you want to believe about it. And you can convince yourself of almost anything, and especially when the twins have you know, a shared voice and mm-hmm. there's clearly some sort of mental connection between the two, I think they could convince each other of something that happened, um, mm-hmm. not only by a trusting relationship, but also via the supernatural. So uh, wrapping around to it, I think the choice is more centered around when you face this trauma, when you did this thing, do you believe the thing that makes you feel more comfortable or do you believe the thing that um, is a difficult truth to face, knowing that in the back of your mind, you know, you'll know you never wonder kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes this a much, much more rich and interesting choice than anything we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, I definitely. And I, I think, um the the reason I ended up going with my decision of of keeping the twins' original story, as I mentioned, was you know partially because I think that's the one they can live with, but I do think that like the way that they frame the like Tyler's dialogue around the question, right the idea that hey, the only things we have to go off of are our memories, which are inherently infallible, and we don't know for sure. And what Tom is saying, which is also a memory and also a person who has a reason to be spiteful and vindictive towards us. So, like, we're never going to know 100% whether we remember correctly or not. We're never going to know for sure that this is what happened. So, like, if we don't know for sure that this is what happened, let's stick to the thing that we've believed our whole lives because we don't actually have evidence to refute it. And we've come to, like, grips with that already um yeah but i do think you know objectively i think it's more likely that the the choice you went with was the probably true one
1: yeah and and i think again it's like both are narratively interesting and i think that's what makes it a good choice i'm not picking it because you know i'm like duh this one works or duh this is better for their relationship it is what story do i want to see from this point and mm-hmm what do I want them to be like in the future? And I think that's what makes a good choice. Um, and
0: luckily they completely deliver on that 100%. Oh, yeah. Whatever you choose.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't even need to say it. It's so good. We don't. <laughs> Go play it yourself. It's
0: super cool. Um. <laughs> so the, the, the choices here. So there are essentially four different states for the game to take at this point. Right. Um, it, it, Based on what I've seen, at least there's, a scene immediately after this that we'll talk about and then there's one of two epilogues and everything from before you make this choice the scene after and the epilogues um the tone can be very different based on the relationship between the twins and then i think the actual dialogue and what epilogue you get is based on a combination of which choice you made and the relationship between the twins so it's kind of like I watched a lot of these different scenes on YouTube today that I didn't get, and a lot of them are similar, but the tone is completely different. If you are you ended the game with the twins not being close anymore, as opposed to being close, so I do think that there's a little bit more there than I initially gave it credit for. But I also don't think the ending from this point on is any good.
1: Yeah, um, my ending was it was Tyler. I I ended up with a positive twin uh connection and i told um i told officer brown chief brown what happened and i decided to believe in tom's story so i got the ending where tyler is at the house it is completely cleared out um well almost completely cleared out and he is mm. just doing the final like let me grab my stuff because i'm gonna head to juno to go live with michael and allison um so as you're packing up, you get kind of nostalgic about a couple of the rooms. You take some pictures of them, send them to Allison. You're talking with her on the phone about, you know, drive safe and, you know, everything's good and packing up here. And it's very, like, next stage of my life. Like, mm-hmm. good vibes. Um, and you got the
0: everything is happy. And
1: <laughs> and then you just kind of leave. And there's a car scene where Tyler's driving with all the stuff and uh yeah that's that's the what
0: there's some voiceover of him calling somebody from the fireweed camp again and just talking about his right. life yep. which is fine um, yeah
1: it doesn't it just didn't do a lot
0: what about yours yeah so I also ended with a positive twin um I don't know ratio or whatever uh and then I made the opposite choices so I believed the original version of the twin story I didn't tell Chief Brown that Allison was the one that killed him. So you get you know you get two scenes. So the the scene immediately after the ending is kind of the same for everybody, which is just Allison and Tyler in a bedroom, um, and Tyler kind of pouring Allison a drink as she struggles with everything. I think the only difference in the scene, um, I actually think the actual dialogue is pretty much the same based on which choice you take. I don't really know that it's that much difference. Like there's a little difference, but not that much. Um, yeah. But the the main crux of the scene is, I think in every one of them, Allison will always say that she doesn't think the twins should use the voice anymore. Yeah. Um, And Tyler, depending on your relationship, will either get really offended and, like, have a bad reaction and then agree not to use the voice anymore or make a case for them being connected in this particular way and that the voice is trying to tell them something and then continue to use it from there. Um so I think we both probably got the one where they continue to use it. Yes. Um that actual scene I think is still pretty good. Like that part of the ending I still liked. I still think there's yeah. an emotional resonance there. That's all pretty good. Uh, but then the epilogue I got was Allison moving a bunch of stuff into the home where they grew up. Um so it is now you know filled up again but filled up with some of the same furniture and some new furniture and it's been kind of redecorated. Um it's clear that she is you know finishing moving into that house. Um and then has a phone call with Tyler and, you know, walks around and, you know, it's all got kind of a, a jovial tone. And Tyler and Michael are living together in Juneau and liking it there. Uh, and then she is walking around kind of reminiscing about things in the same same sort of way. And, you know, you see that, you know, uh, Tom lost his mayoral race and then broke up with or uh, Tessa divorced him, um, at least in my, my version of it. Uh, So, you know, a bunch of little stuff like that, and then Allison is looking for inspiration because she is trying to write a new story, um, making clear that she is trying to be an author, Uh, and then, you know, she sits down and pens a new chapter in the Book of Goblins that is basically just a recap of her and Tyler's life and adventures, you know, since they came back together, and we get kind of a slow pan out. I... The epilogue sucked. I don't I don't have, like, a good concrete reason. Like, it just feels like the game really wanted to... A, they wanted to deliver a happy ending. They wanted to give you the happy ending that you wanted when two of the four epilogues are happy and two of the four epilogues are, like, medium happy, right? Like, either way, everybody's in a good position in their life. It's just sometimes they aren't close as twins anymore. But, like, it's just it, they wanted to tie up every loose end but they didn't tie up any loose end well. Like none of it felt connected to the story. It just felt like okay, now walk around and read pieces of paper that explain how things. Like it felt like, you know, the ending to a seventies college comedy where it's like, and then this right. person went off to do this, and then th- and it's like I don't need that. And then the cheesy thing about the Book of Goblins was like fine, but also I felt emotionally like relatively happy. And then they were like, "And just walk around for like fifteen more minutes and look at things more." And I'm like, I don't know. We're past the climax. This is done. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like, give me a three-minute montage of all these different things happening set to music. Like you're fucking donut. Just do that. You do it every other time anyway, and it works fine. Just don't, don't do this.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: also, Tyler doesn't look as good with his head shaved. I'm just saying that. Oh,
1: hell no. That that hairstyle it's a, is fire. It's bad luck. Yeah, it's he's fire. got a
0: great hairstyle. He doesn't need to shave his head.
1: Yeah, no. I wish I could steal that look. Anyways, uh, so, <laughs> anyways, so I, I agree with you on, on all those terms. And I think a lot of the reasons, you kind of said you don't know why it, it feels like it sucks. I think a lot of it comes down to the discoveries made in chapter three, not meaning anything other than mm-hmm. I learned this, you know? So if yeah. you look at the big three is Leo, Tom, and what they choose to believe. And I guess Marianne's history. And I feel like that doesn't influence what happens at all in the crux of the relationship. Cause like you said, at the beginning too, they kind of, come in the same as they come out and mm-hmm. i i don't think like if we even look at some of the past stuff with tom the the ultimatum he gives you is if you tell me if you tell anyone about me being the real dad i will release the information about you um you know um uh you actually killing your mom and they're going to believe me on this one and I feel like that wasn't a choice. Well, I know it wasn't a choice that we got to make about anything. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of loses the election. So it doesn't matter. I feel yeah. like a sacrifice would have had to have been made to make that happen for the story to make sense. But it just kind of, like you said, like a 80s uh, college d- movie, he just kind of mm-hmm. loses. It's like, oh, rats, you know, yeah. I, and I don't really get that. And, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, like, I'm okay with the idea of those things being on the periphery and, like, not being important because this story was focused on the journey of Allison and Tyler and they're reconnecting and they're, like, finding themselves and coming to grips with their past. Like, that's a good story, and you can tell that and not give me, like, a satisfying conclusion or decision about the other stuff, but, like, for that to work, it has to feel like they actually went on a journey, and it didn't feel like they went on a journey. It felt like... Everything should have tied together because there was not enough character growth in there. And And correct me if I'm wrong, too. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Correct me if
1: I'm wrong. I felt like with your ending, I watched that one. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like you're repeating the cycle in this house that, like, Allison went through some trauma. She clearly has some things, you know, she has some anxieties. And in mine, she does say that she's, you know, talking to a therapist about some of her issues. But, like, I almost felt like by her enrapturing herself in these fantasy stories as well, that she's sort of repeating Marianne's actions in a weird way. And I felt strange about that, where I'm like, is this is this what they're going for or not? Nah? I, I don't know definitely, if you got that intention.
0: There's definitely a bittersweet undertone with the idea that Allison is not, you know, breaking free from the life that she clearly did not want to be a part of at the beginning of the story. But I I didn't get necessarily a, a cyclical thing as much as I got the idea that, like, oh, Allison has so completely come to grips with her life that she is now no longer desperate to get out and is now comfortable with understanding what her mother's life was and okay, like replicating portions of that. So for her wow. to
1: accept that she has to admit to Eddie that she killed her mom and also believed Tom's ending, right? For her to, for her to move to Juno.
0: I, I think, I don't know how the, I'm I'm unclear so still weird. how the choice with, with chief Brown yeah. impacts into all of that. But she definitely only moves to Juno if you um, believe the Tom's version of the story. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I would need to see a flowchart to be 100% positive because I'm not 100%. But I think that's it just what it doesn't is. doesn't make
1: I... any sense. None of these decisions link to this. Like, yeah, it just nothing connects. Like, you could have you could have scraped you could have scrapped out. The from when you go into the attic to the end of Tom's scene and then showed me this epilogue and I would have not been shocked
0: at all. Like, either of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I guess I, I do struggle with the idea that, like, the conclusion, if you choose to not alter your version of the story, is for Allison to then stay in the house, which right. feels incorrect because the version of the story that Allison has believed her whole life is what led her to want to not be in the house anymore, right? Like, I I didn't... At no point did I make a big character choice that was Allison accepting and changing her version of the past. Like, I didn't tell Chief Brown, so my relationship with him should have been the same as it always was. I did not choose to believe Tom. I did not, like, do anything to ruin my relationship with Tyler, right? Like, everything was... Pretty much exactly the same as it was at the beginning of this, except for now I know my dad sucks, and I say, "Okay, cool, I'll stay in the house." And I don't understand why. Like that again, it just it doesn't make sense. It's like they had cool ideas but didn't find a way to link them with like actual emotional arcs for characters. Yeah, yeah. Also, I take I take issue with like I I liked the representation of like how allison's mental state at the beginning like the first third or maybe half of this episode how that was impacting her how that was coming out in these supernatural ways how that was coming out in these biological ways how like she was struggling to overcome that and then it's just sort of like gone after she talks to eddie like there's Mm -hmm. very little allusion to it she's totally fine she completely changes her mind about everything she's totally thrown in like that should have been a big defining character like moment for her when she's like going through this and trying to overcome it. It should have had ramifications throughout the story. Like it should have been something that they introduced at like the beginning of episode two, but it was just sort of here and then gone. And it's kind of like, it didn't matter. And I don't like that's, that sucks. Like that was a big thing. That was like, they tried to tackle this issue. They tried to tackle a character struggling with these traumatic things that have had long lasting impacts on their life. And then they set up all this good groundwork and just walk away from it.
1: Yeah, I, I I've had a I've had a light theory with some of this stuff that and and I don't know, I'm still kind of mixed on it, where I feel like certain games and certain media will want to take care of an issue they're passionate about. And let's let's just take the anxiety route with this mm-hmm. one. And I think what they wanted to do is said, OK, it makes sense for Allison to have anxiety with this with the situation. It makes sense mm-hmm. for her to have that mental um, mental uh, issue and she needs to tackle it. And then they said, what's the cleanest route for being able to say that? And then resolve it mm-hmm. and make a meaningful impact for people and sort of. I, I hate to say it because it just seems so shitty but it just feels like it almost feels like they're earning brownie points in that way where and it's like well we got the phone app and we said she's seeing a therapist aren't we tackling anxiety in such a mm. you know PC way and it's like yeah you're doing it right but it doesn't mean anything and if it doesn't mean I anything there's no reason to have it in there.
0: I don't I see I I take issue with that not because I think you're inherently wrong because I don't think they're doing it right. I think they are doing it safely. I think they are doing yeah. it in a way that like this couldn't possibly offend anybody who wouldn't already be offended by the fact that we have a trans character in the game. So like this is fine, but I think it's a it's a it's almost borderline offensive that they would have these issues and treat them as if they are so clean and clear and easy to handle like the, the mental issues and trauma and like huge personality, like character flaws. It's it's all, it's messy. It's dirty. It's complicated. It's difficult. And like, you have to embrace that if you want to make a story around it. And they just they felt like they wanted to embrace it, and every time they got kind of close to it, they stepped back from the ledge. And I understand them wanting to be like, hey, we want to be really sensitive. Like, we don't want to you know, do anything that would be particularly triggering to anybody. We don't want to do anything that would be, like, difficult for people who suffer from this. We don't want to misrepresent, you know, emotional issues. We don't want to mi- misrepresent, you know, trans characters. We don't want to do- misrepresent anything like that. I completely get it. I totally understand where they're coming from. But by doing so, like like we said, they just—it they, it was all—all all the edges were shaved off, so all of these things they wanted to tackle didn't feel real. They felt like—like like you said, like they were checking off, off a list of things they wanted to address, but they were, like— filling in the box before they'd actually had anything meaningful to say about any of these issues. For sure. And I think that they did Tyler's transness
1: well. And again, I'm not a female, the male trans, so I can't say like they did it well, yeah. but it felt good to me because yeah. they, it was an issue and it did impact the story and it did come up and it, it was established from the beginning. And like, he went through messy issues with it. Like almost every character had something to say that was not completely like this is the hundred percent right way to address someone you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and and they slept up and they made mistakes and some characters had oh i'm sorry i you know duh that was super stupid of me and some didn't and like i think that makes sense and like it became a part of the memories and it was woven in really really well where this felt like again like you said it's a checkbox thing and they don't they they have a lot of those and some of them are done great like again a all the lgbtq stuff is i think it's done pretty well again speaking from someone that is not uh it's an ally or whatever it doesn't mm-hmm. it just doesn't yeah the rest just doesn't sit well with me
0: yeah i i, I agree i think you know you kind of get to the same point where with this, what we did was kind of the last episode of life is strange season two, which is like, they do some things really well and they tackle these issues. And I really appreciate that. Like, I don't want to, you know, attack them for, for trying to write stories that are inclusive and write stories that are tackling issues like this. But it feels like sometimes they overreach in terms of like, Hey, we want to make sure we're telling a story about this, but we don't actually know how to fit it in there. So we are going to like, you know, we have this inclusive story and then we're also just going to throw this thing in there. And We don't really know what we're going to do with this. And I, I, it hurts the craftsmanship of the story, which then hurts the representation of that issue because it feels tacked on, even though, like I said, it's, it's obviously something they wanted to address. It's obviously something they wanted to to, to you know, tackle in some way. They just didn't. They just didn't do it successfully in a way that made it feel real and like an actual part of the characters. And I I think that that sucks because I really do think that games are better for trying to be inclusive and 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 addressing these things. And, you know, just didn't didn't quite have the chops on all of the issues on this one. But you're right. Like the trans, you know, Tyler being a trans character, I think, was was handled relatively well. Um, Like, I, I think they do a good job with some of these, but. Yeah,
1: And and they have the, they they decide at the end, like after the credits, to put a, you know, if you or anyone you know is having, you know, suicidal thoughts or anything like that, call this hotline. And that just, I don't know, it just kind of felt out of place because I'm like, oh, was this, I didn't think this was necessarily triggering of those emotions that you would need to put that there. Like, I get that it's there. To, to help I just I
0: don't know it just
1: feels strange you know
0: yeah I, I don't
1: mind that I'm um, not bothered by it it just I supports do, that
0: yeah I do also I, I always feel weird when that's like at the end of the credits like that always feels like a thing that you want to be like at the front. beginning <laughs> <Yeah>. like, hey <laughs> just so you know if you go through like if you start playing this game and something triggers you real bad and you can't get through it you're not gonna get to the card where we talk about here's how you can you know get help right um, <laughs> This is like a little bit weird, but I guess, you know, whatever, you know, they, they put it there, I think explicitly because they dealt with the potential for Marianne to be committing suicide, which, you know, if you're ever going That's to true. address it head That's on, true. I don't have any issue with you. Uh, I, I, I would prefer they put that card there than not, but yeah, it is, it feels weird at the end of the credits. Um, so do we have
1: much else to say? Because I do have a session before we, we completely sign off here.
0: No, I mean, I'll say, you know, I appreciate just closing thoughts on on Tell Me Why as a whole. I appreciate a lot of things that the game did. I appreciate them having it be a little bit of a tighter package. I think a lot of their previous games can can drag and be worse for it. I appreciate, um, again, their the representation of Tyler as a trans character and kind of pushing that and not making it like, you know, a a taboo thing and not making the whole story be completely about that, but also making him feel like a full-fledged character. Like I, I, I appreciate all of that. Mm-hmm. I just think overall, this is not a very strong entry into the don't nod catalog. Like it wasn't a bad game, but it's not anything I would recommend to anybody. Um, I hope they, they kind of tonally find what they're going for with their next game, but this definitely did not, it did not wow me in any particular way.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll echo all those things. I think some of the feedback I had for it at the very beginning is invalidated. I think by the end, they gave both the Twins like ample time and time to like, work through some of their problems. And um, it didn't focus so much on one or the other. Uh, so I'll, I'll take that back by the end of this. And I think that as an overall package, again, didn't wow me. A little bit pretty
0: forgettable. But mm-hmm. uh I don't know. There's don't, not much else. I don't regret my time with it. It's not no. like it was a bad game. It's just, you know, coming from do Nod, I have a, a certain expectation to be, you know, that that it is a game that will stick with me. And I feel like within a week, I won't really be thinking about this game anymore. Yeah. Well,
1: I have a session for us here before we, we do our closer. It's okay. time for... That's a crit for you. Uh, where I'm gonna take on some Metacritic reviews specifically because they just, mm, they just, they have the best reviews. I actually put they my fingers right. into my mouth and did the sound, which I hated. That. <laughs> I hated that so much. Um, uh, but uh, I'm I'm specifically not gonna lie. I'm looking at the negative reviews. I'm looking mm-hmm. at people who just, just make right right beautiful things. Uh, so the first one I have here is from Alfonso Davis. Davis. Um, And he has the best opening line that said, yeah, I can do this series for this one. More like, tell me why anyone should buy this. (laughs) Oh, don't nod. Rushed episode 5 on Life is Strange 1. Made Life is Strange 2 so embarrassingly laughable. Even maybe made Vampyr look horrid. And now tell me why. Still below average voice acting. Jump Force has better limp sync. <laughs> the story m well lacks what a story should have.
0: Period. What? I need so much. You can't just drop that last line and move on.
1: I just love this this um life is strange so embarrassingly laughable. Oh, it wasn't man. that
0: bad. It, it was it, not. No, Life is Strange 2 was I, I'll defend Life is Strange 2. I think it was pretty good in a lot of points. Also, the slam dunk meme
1: drop to jump force, the 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 video yep. game where Naruto One Piece and Goku fought. <laughs> what a what a hot hot reference from 2018. Uh, did you yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, basically, this is don't nod thinking that Life is Strange just want wasn't pandering enough. For the P-C-S-J-W trope Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is
0: Fucking p- pump that shit into <laughs> my veins. What
1: is peace? Okay, P-C is, is political correct. correct. Oh, Social Justice Warrior. Okay, those string hmm. together didn't make any sense to me. <clears throat> it was made well with only a few glaring bugs, though the game itself was pretty hands-off the rail with little meaningful puzzles or other action mechanisms worth speaking of even when comparing them to the likes of the various telltale mode of adventure games. Okay, this, is, this one's pretty boring. I just read the first sentence. Uh, the first sentence is all
0: you need. The first sentence tells you everything you need to know about that person and every review they would write for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I had one more here.
1: <clears throat> this one's by Stiras. Stiras. Uh, Game itself is completely boring with ridiculous story. Bad writing, unrelatable characters. Jerky animation and visual like it 360 game running at higher resolution. You walk around looking and picking up stuff, your characters blab boring stuff. You find what you need and use it, then sit through minutes of cringe cutscenes, rinse and repeat. Feels very budget and uninspired.
0: How are there so many people that are leaving reviews that are just not aware of this entire genre of game? (laughs) Like the, I swear to God, these people see Tell Me Why, and they're like, damn, is that like a first-person shooter? I better hop on that. That seems sick as hell. And then, like, it's this type of game, and they're like, whoa, this is not what I signed up for. I better go tell people so they don't accidentally think it's something totally different, even though there's yeah. nothing that makes it seem like it wouldn't be exactly this game. Yeah so funny because I don't know what audience you come
1: from and they they reference the other game no this one doesn't reference the other games it's just Mm. I yeah I don't know this I have one more that's just one sentence because I love it so much I just discovered it this one's by colvg lack of good story only arrogant dialogue options boring gameplay where you only have to search for things in an open area besides all of this the game is featuring a lot of politics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was waiting for it. I knew there had to be a stinger at the end to really tie it all in. Zero. Oh, man. Zero. You love it. You love... Because there's cause, you no... Know, The Venn diagram between people who are surprised it's just a game where you walk around and talk to people and who also think that maybe it shouldn't have politics in it is a fucking circle. (laughs) It is a perfect circle. (laughs) These
1: twins are reconnecting and one of them is a female to male transgender and they're going through their mother's house of they may have killed them for... For murdering, or for one character being trans, this should have no politics in it. This should be This should have no politics. Yeah, this should be fine. No politics in here. Not that I can. Let see. me take a. Let me take a look
0: at the marketing for this game, huh? One of the bullet points is it's got the first trans protagonist in a AAA video game. I hope they don't. I hope they don't bring any politics into this. <laughs> I hope there's no politics in here. I hope that character. You know, it's a. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a guy now so he better be talking about all sorts of dude things i just really think <laughs> sam was the only good character in this
1: game i thought you said sans um <laughs> yeah i think I, I don't think it beats the last one we did which was just uh, it was another woke walking simulator which i think mm-hmm. that one beats takes the cake but i yeah. think maybe politics uh, all right so that's it thank you so much for joining us on this tell me why journey we did it, Alex. We got the whole podcast done without making a, and tell me why, joke. Oh, and I'm no. so oh, proud of no. us. I'm so proud of us. For real, I'm proud of us. Uh, so I, I
0: am too. I, I definitely actively tried not to a few times.
1: If you are also proud of us, you can follow us on Twitter. at twitter.com slash P one Then on Facebook, we're there too. That is not how people give Twitter handles. Why? At Thoughts, at from, thoughts P1. from P1. Okay, well, fuck off. I've been doing this for <laughs> years, dude. You don't come by and tell a master how to do his work. I've been doing this before you were born. Our email is. I wouldn't is-
0: come by and tell a master how to do it, but apparently this is where we're at. So <laughs> I don't
1: know that that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Still in school. Um, our email is thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. There's no numbers in that one, it's all spelt out. And. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can leave us a review if your podcast app does that. I'd really appreciate it. We're on other podcasting apps like Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Hold yeah. up. Peanut Jr. just tweeted that there's pumpkin spice almonds. I'm out of here. <laughs> I gotta go buy me some of those. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I was lazily throwing, scrolling through Twitter and I saw that. The that,
0: master at work, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Duncan, would you I just, was... would you bring us would you bring us to our new closer please okay peanut junior says they're not basic no. they're delicious okay maybe they're both we're not advertising for peanut junior they're not paying us
1: okay all right all right
0: only Alex... one company gets free advertisements here and that's Healy's. go that's buy some Healy's. Healy's. bring go them back in style
1: fucking Healy's. regardless As always, our closer is the Unstumpable Michael's
2: Plant Facts. Kicking it off to you, Big Mike. (laughs) Thanks, Alex and Duncan. Michael here with your plant fact of the day. One remarkable thing about plants is that they always seem to know which way is up. For a long time, scientists thought that plants simply followed the light, and most plants will, in fact, grow towards a light source, be it a table lamp or open window. But did you know that plants know which way to grow even in a completely dark room? How do they know which way is up without light cues? It's simple. Plants can detect gravity. Gravitropism. Literally, growth in response to gravity occurs in the roots of plants due to microscopic rocks of starch called statoliths. Statoliths fall to the bottom of root cells and trigger the release of a growth hormone which helps orient the plant and guides roots downwards, hopefully towards water and other nutrients. That's your plant fact for the day. Thanks for listening. Tune in to the next episode of Thoughts from Player One for more video game discussions and plant facts.
0: I don't have the plan fact in advance this time, so I can't even make a closing comment about what it is. So we'll just have to do some generic stuff that we can slot in if it sounds right. Like, wow, (laughs) we never knew that. Crazy.
1: That tall? Are you kidding me? Here, hold on. Let's do this bit instead. I, I don't think that's
0: right. That sounds that doesn't sound right. I think he's wrong. I maybe we gotta change his name from the unstumpable Michael to needs to go back to school, Michael. Yeah, the stumped Michael. Th- that's better. Yours that's is better. That's a <laughs> fucking stump right there. That's nothing. That's a stump. He's got no I don't even think that's a plant. I thought I heard him talking about an animal in there. That's definitely yeah. not. A fireside chat. Uh, Fire um, one of FDR's famous fireside <laughs> chats here. This one's about. <laughs> Tell me why chapter three, <laughs> wherein we talk about how the resolution of World War Two impacted Allison and Tyler. Ask um, not
1: what don't nod can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we restart this? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask not what Don't Nod can do for you. Ask instead what you can do about getting Don't Nod to only use dry characters in their future games.
1: Ask no, Don't Nod what to do, what it can't do for you. Ask it. Or, it's a shame that Don't Nod said. take this direction. The original Life is Strange and Deck
0: Nod Before the Storm
1: were good games.
0: <laughs> Ask okay. not what Don't Nod can do for you. Ask instead... How long it takes to play through the original Life is Strange for an eighth time, even though nothing has changed, because it's just so much more relatable. I just don't like the other two. No reason or anything. It's just, it got a little weirdly political for me. I'm not a bigot or anything like that, but it'd have to be about Mexican kids in the second one.
1: Keeps it all. Keeps it all. <laughs> That's our new intro. Put <laughs> that right before every episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: That's not what Don can do for you. <laughs> Ask who's your daddy. <laughs>
0: okay. it's been a while since we've had uh, post credits music material, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just—we're sticking with it. It's fine. It's fine.